This is Dear Hallmark. Each week, I'll bring you reviews of your favorite Hallmark movies and TV shows. So grab a drink and let's see what we're getting into with this episode. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Dear Hallmark. My name is Dara, and we are in the countdown to Christmas spirit. And as you can see, I am not by myself today. We have a guest here in the home of Dear Hallmark. Y'all, she don't need no introduction, but I'm going to do one anyway, because that's protocol for Dear Hallmark. So you guys, she is an actress, a talk show host, an entrepreneur, a vineyard owner. She's an author. She's just a multi-hyphenate and all-around beautiful, genuine kind human being you guys please welcome Tamara Tamara Mori <laughs> Housley into the home of dear Hallmark ma'am I have to say I love you uh I watch your reviews I think they are some of the best and uh it's because you're you uh you're kind about it and uh you have fun with it and you always bring me in to what you're saying because of those things. So just a quick uh, little fun fact, guys. Uh, I met Dara actually in line at uh, at ChrismaCon and I actually like was screaming going, hi, hey. And she looked at me like, wait, who, me? Like, ooh, me? <laughs> and I was like, yes, you, I love you. So I just wanted to say that she's pretty awesome. And I'm excited to be here with you. Oh my gosh. First of all, thank you. I'm not going to just let that fall to the ground. Thank you so much. <laughs> that was, when I tell you that was like a snow globe moment for me, I was kind of like, you, I literally, I was looking back at my sister. I'm like, no, she's yep. talking to you. She not talking. And you're like, no, I'm talking to you. <laughs> thank you so much. So to start off our conversation, and we are, it's Countdown to Christmas. I want to know, what's a song that kind of immediately puts you into the Christmas spirit? Like, as soon as you hear those first four chords, or as soon as you hear that voice on the song, you're just like, ah, Christmas. Oh, my gosh. Well, it has to be a Mariah Carey song. I mean, that is, if you think of Christmas, you 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 definitely think of uh, Mariah Carey. So any Mariah Carey song uh, for Christmas, uh, I'm trying to think, what's the... I'm trying to think of the main one right now. My mind just went blank. All uh, I want for Christmas is you? Yes. Yes. That one. And then uh, uh, Celine Dion's Noel. Ooh. Have you heard of Celine Dion's Noel? I haven't. I have not listened to it. Girl, there's this note that she sings and oh, it's like the heavens <laughs> have opened up and it's at the end when she's like, uh, no, well, and then she's like, no, well. Oh, <laughs> you have to listen to that one. Noted, noted. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness. Mm -hmm. For me, mm -hmm. 
I would say Leslie Odom Jr. has become like a staple. His voice, his Christmas uh-huh. albums have become staple. And specifically his song, My Favorite Things, his rendition of it, it's like hot chocolate. Like it's sent, like he, he has such a velvety voice. Uh-huh. And it's just like, it literally is the warmth of the hot chocolate. You have both of your hands on the glass and then there's marshmallows floating on top. Like that's the song. It's gorgeous. Now I want hot chocolate. <laughs> and now I want to hear the song. <laughs> it's so gorgeous. So we'll swap. I'll listen to Celine, Celine Dion's song and then you'll listen to yes. Leslie Oda Jr.'s song. Okay. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so Tamara, you recently just released your memoir, your first book like it's out there now first of all how how do you feel about it um I will say maybe about two weeks until it came out I had so much anxiety Mm. because I'm like it's printed it's out there you can't go back with anything that you said you know because I I talk about some some personal things in that book and uh I mean, and one of the things I was like, mm, I don't know if I want to bring this up again, mm-hmm. but uh, was just how there are certain parts of the real that just brought so much anxiety to my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, oh gosh, oh gosh, like it's, 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 it's out there. It's going to yeah. be out there. And uh, I right, right now I'm just, I, I'm so grateful. I'm grateful because, you know, the response, I mean, the response has been nice, but at the same time, this is something that I've always wanted to do. I've always wanted to write a book. I just didn't know mm-hmm. what it was going to be about. And it wasn't mm-hmm. until the pandemic um, that I figured out kind of like the, just the vibe of it. I was yeah. like, this is going to be a memoir. I, I, I have to do it. I'm in my forties now. I feel like I have experienced some life that um it's important i think like to share mainly because i want people to know that you know they're not alone and uh sometimes because i'm a very jovial person it's just i'm this way by nature this is how god made me that uh some may think that i have this perfect life you know Mm. or i'm i'm um just this princess where it's, I have princess moments, but Mm -hmm. that doesn't define me as, as a whole. And also there's kind of like this, uh, stereotype of I'm such a goody two shoes, which I don't think there's anything wrong with that. (laughs) Uh, but there's other facets of, of me and I wanted to share that. So I'm grateful that, um, a lot of people have resonated with it. Yeah. Yeah. So what mm-hmm. was what was the process like? Because you shared a lot on the real and you got used to opening your life up to us on the real. But in book form, what was that process like for you deciding what to share and how much to share? There was a lot of like because I wrote it, obviously, in chapters mm-hmm. and uh, they weren't always in the order that they're in right now. So they formed themselves, obviously. And then I would read them, change them, put something in, freak out a little bit, take it out, <laughs> go to bed, not really sleep because it was still speaking to me saying, no, don't be afraid. Someone needs to hear this, yeah. put it back in. So um, there was also a lot of me kind of like, this is what was crazy. I thought, cause I'm a I, major. Um, 
I see a therapist. I think it's really important to, mm-hmm. um, but it was actually very therapeutic. Mm. There were some moments that I thought I had, um, I guess overcome. Yeah. And then when I was reading it again, I was like, whoo, dang. Oh, there's still a little bit of that within me. And uh, I haven't, I haven't got past that. And uh, one of the things, one of those things is um, just rejection and how in Hollywood, it is a part of our life and also critics. You know, um, you put your heart and soul into something and and, and not everybody is going to receive it the way um, you perceived it, (laughs) you know? Yeah, yeah. You can't take take that personally, but see, I started so young Mm -hmm. that I didn't know the difference. So a lot of that kind of um, shaped my insecurity, Mm -hmm. if I'm honest. Yeah, And uh, throughout my life, I've learned to kind of tackle that on and uh, face it and learn, okay, one, this is a free country. Two, not everybody is going to agree with you. And that's okay. It's fine. Um, Not everybody's going to like you. And that's okay. It's fine. Um, And as long as you've done your best, and that's in every aspect of your life, being a better person, being a you know, great friend being a, you know, great producer or whatever, and you're doing your best. That's all you can worry about. And once you've done that, you let it go. I love that universe, but also you've got to let it go, let go any of those ties to it. Do you know what I mean? It's now yours. It's now, it now belongs to, to the people. And I think Denzel Washington said, said something like that. And I, I think that's why I resonated. Because I think like we weren't built to carry all that stuff. Because if you even look at how much we were phys- like how much stress like physically impacts us and mentally impacts us and emotion like we weren't made to carry all that. So when you even talk about writing being therapeutic, I can totally relate to that. That's actually how I got into writing myself was I had a college assignment and we had to write about our lives. And up until that point, I hadn't emotionally dealt with my parents' divorce until I had to sit down in that college library. And it was like, I was recalling moments, breaths, hair swipes, like all of this. (laughs) And feeling how cathartic that was, I was like, it was almost like an adrenaline rush in in an odd way. Cause I said, whoa, like, what is that release? I I, I love the way that that felt. And I wanted to keep doing that. So I can yeah. totally relate when you, <laughs> when you talk about writing being therapeutic. So do you see yourself writing more books um, with that being as though, you know, you have your experience with one now? I mean, it was a long process. It yeah. took uh, two years to do. Um, and oh, I want to, again, I want to wait till it kind of like presents itself to me within my spirit. Yeah. Like I will know, I will know what to write about because that's the thing. I want to write about something and I want to yeah. write about um, truth. So yeah. I have to allow myself to kind of live those moments and have it kind of like, you know, speak to me. So yeah. who knows? It's a, a lot of work. It's it a is. lot of work. There are times where, you know, and I got two kids. I mean, it helped that it was during the, the pandemic. Right. Um, but 
<laughs> yeah, I just, I want to make sure I have something to say. And, and two, I have that time again. Yeah. So in your book, you talk a little bit about Hallmark. And I remember I was listening to one yes. interview you did where you said Hallmark, at least, and I'm paraphrasing here, but you said Hallmark is okay. almost like you in a network where it's like you have the family, you have romance. And I, I just love that. So I want, could you expound a little bit more on that and what led you to your, your journey to, to Hallmark? So I actually wanted to be in, in a Hallmark film about 10 years ago. And uh, I can remember having a meeting with them. You know, my manager hooked me up whenever I would drive. So I used to live in Studio City and their studio is in Studio City. And whenever I would uh, drive past this billboard, they always had the Hallmark films. I was like, (laughs) you know, I want to do one of those, you know, that would be really, really cool. Um, I had the meeting and I, I'll never forget. They said, thank you so much, but we have all the actors we need right now. Wow. And yeah, I was so like, (laughs) I was like, okay, maybe the timing, you know, isn't right. You know, it's true. The good thing about Hallmark is that if the audience loves you and they love you, you will continue to do, you know, their, their films, which is why now they have, you know, well, the audience Hallmarkies have their Hallmark actors and, and actresses that kind of show up, you know, Mm-hmm. every single countdown to Christmas. Um, so I was like, okay, I get that. So um, I let it go, prayed about it for years, for years. Wow. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until I want to say three years ago, three, four. Yeah. My first Hallmark film was 18, 2018, 1921. So almost four. Yeah, girl, four <laughs> years ago. Yep. <laughs> yes. Um, I finally got the opportunity. So I had to wait, you know, until it was wow. uh, the right time. And I'm so happy because um, the timing now is absolutely perfect. Yeah. They were the first to give me the opportunity to act again because I was on the reel for, for six, seven years. Wow. And I had missed acting. Mm-hmm. And uh, right when I knew that I was going to be moving on, my uh, manager was like, you know, I think it's time to have that meeting with Hallmark again. And boom, that's when I got my first Hallmark my Hallmark deal. And it's been, you know, it's here we are. So let's, so it's been beautiful. let's press into the acting part with you getting back into acting. What was that decision process like? And what is it that you love so much about acting that you wanted to get back into it after having been, been on the reel? I know. Um, so while I was doing the reel, um, you know, and I've, I've, I've wanted to do a talk show host. I wanted to do a talk show and be a talk show host as well. So uh, don't get me wrong. It was, it was a, it was a wonderful experience in the sense that I am who I am right now because of the things that I had gone through. And um, I've learned the importance of a voice. If you have something to say, say it. And if you have a platform, especially our show for diversity, you know, we made history in that sense in in America and we won an Emmy. I mean, that is, that is something I will never forget. And I am forever grateful, but there were times where creatively, I just felt uneasy. Like I was just like, who, I just felt it kind of like calling me because, you know, acting is my first love. 
And I love it. I discovered it. If you read my book, um, I did a local, like I did a community play. And uh, I remember stepping on stage and uh, I played silk. We were playing like textiles and, you know, materials. And uh, I was silk. And there was something about being on that stage and telling a story. So I see myself as a storyteller. Mm-hmm. And also I'm an empath. I, I love people, Dara. Like I genuinely love people, which can be a blessing and a curse sometimes because I will always find the good in, mm-hmm. in someone until it's to my detriment. <laughs> it's like, okay, let that go. Yeah. Um, but uh, I love telling stories from an, um, an empathetic place. And uh, I love to move people, you know? So if you yeah. see a lot of the roles that I, that I take for Hallmark, they are, I'm very passionate. Like I'm genuinely a passionate person. And I like to bring that passion within, you know, uh, within my roles. And uh, I, I love that Hallmark actually, you had talked about this before in one of your reviews. You talked about the depth that Hallmark is actually um, um, kind of, you know, discovering, you know, letting their, 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 their actors discover within their, within their films. And uh, that's the reason why I love to act. The moment I'm into that place, I feel like I'm flying. It, it is just heaven to me. And uh, my main thing is, is when people watch anything that I do, I want them to be inspired, encouraged, moved, feel seen and heard. And that is why I act. So thank you so much for asking that that question. Um, Absolutely. Anyone's never asked me that in a while. So yeah, that's why I love to do it. I love it because I figure you have, like if you keep putting yourself up, going back to what you said, like because the entertainment industry is such a rejection heavy industry because you're putting yourself out there. Like there has to be, like you have to love it to keep doing it over and over and over. And I, I love that you mentioned <laughs> storytelling because that's one of my favorite words. And I, mm. I love seeing stories like being mm. brought to life. Like that's why I appreciate actors and the craft of theater and acting so much because you guys are bringing these stories to life and it's so beautiful. Aw, thank you. My, I will tell you this, my goal there is for you to love one of my films. <laughs> But what I do appreciate is you recognize my growth. <laughs> oh my God, me snort. Okay. I, for, I just want to say, y'all, if y'all know what she's talking about, she's talking about her new, her um newest non-holiday Hallmark yes! film, which is what I was excited about. I was so excited to see you out here. <laughs> Strutting your stuff in a non-Christmas context. I was so hyped for that. Oh, God, girl. I still am you hyped for that. <laughs> you should have seen me, though. When we were filming. They brought that sage out there. I said, wait a minute. I don't, I don't do this. I said, y'all, if you saw me, I didn't have any sage. <laughs> so I was like, wait a minute. Hold up. <laughs> yes let's do this (laughs) oh god oh that's why i was like i could i could relate to what you were saying (laughs) 
but uh yes I am a storyteller (laughs) my personal was like fighting against this but the girls knew the girls who I love we were all talking about I was like "Uh uh-uh I don't I don't do no stage (laughs) y'all and they were like what this is amazing anyways okay talking more about that like when your personal conflicts with the storytelling like how how do you approach or resolve that conflict what is that like well if you saw you know me in that scene I wasn't vibing with it (laughs) (laughs) so I was like uh so it worked for my so I I didn't I don't want to say justified it Mm I um I like to bring a bit of no I like to bring me to the the character that I'm that I'm playing because I believe that is what makes actors kind of like unique you know because I feel like God has made each and every one of us you know different and um so in that moment I had even talked to my mom about it (laughs) Mm. uh because I'm raised Pentecostal by the way (laughs) uh so I was (laughs) was like mom (laughs) so in that moment, I was like, okay, um, she doesn't want to be here. Samara, not Tamara. <laughs> Get the right consonant. It's Samara. <laughs> yes. Uh, she doesn't want to be here. She's not vibing with, with, with what's going on. So let me, let me kind of, you know, play into that, sit into that. And that's honestly what helped me with that scene. And we were all sitting down and I was like, mm-hmm. um, no, uh, I, 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 I'm thinking of the cosmos, you know, uh, not, no, not cosmos. I'm talking about cosmos, like drinking. <laughs> I don't want to be here right now. <laughs> right. Right. So, yeah. So that's how I made that work. <laughs> I love that. So let's talk about your newest Hallmark Christmas movie, Inventing the Christmas Prince. Oh my goodness. First of all, this is another role where you're playing a woman in STEM. And can I just say, I, I'm not even in STEM. I- STEM is like Greek to me, but I just appreciate that we are seeing more women, more Black women in STEM. So can you talk a little bit about your character in this new movie, Invincible? Yes. So I got really excited uh, because I, in Christmas Comes Twice, I I played, you know, uh, um, in STEM, but this one, I am a rocket engineer. So fun fact I wanted to be an astronaut when I was younger. And uh, so, yes, so whenever, and I'm obsessed with space. Like I loved learning about the planets, um, just our solar system, you know, Milky Way galaxy, the tons of galaxies that we have, um, multi-universe, um, you know, I, I just, it, it's, it's beautiful to me. Um, so when I found out, that Shelby is a rocket engineer, but not only that, honey, she's a supervisor. So <laughs> there we go. I love yes, it. But yes, one of my favorite scenes is when I am watching the rocket that we have created that we've made for seven years take off. Ooh. And they're counting 10, 9, 8, 7. And I'm in, you know, the, 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 what is it? It's the, well, the <laughs> office, but it, <laughs> and I'm watching it. And it is, it was one of my favorite, my favorite scenes. It, it, it was, it was awesome. And so you'll see that passion of me, you know, playing that role um, definitely come through because it is a, a 
well, was a personal passion of, of mine. I was just too scared to, to, to be oh. an astronaut after a while, but um, I love everything. I love everything about it. And uh, what I love about this film, this film is special to me. I think it's because it, there is, it's, it's multifaceted. You have romance, duh, you know, um, you have comedy. This one was surprisingly like funny. It, it wasn't, it wasn't written to be like, oh, this is going to be a comedy. I think Ronnie Rowe um, Jr., who's fantastic. Um, when we got together, we just naturally had this banter and we just ran with it because he plays my boss who's a, a grump he's like the Grinch mm. and he doesn't understand that you know because he may not have had friends or a, you know a family to uh go home to and, and enjoy um he may not have had those experiences he treats everybody that way you know, whereas it's around Christmas, we always worked weekends, we always work on holidays. And because I love my job, I always, Shelby is a woman I play, I, I always work long hours. I'm a single mom. Um, my husband in the film passed away um, about three years prior. So being home with my daughter, being there for her, especially around the holidays is very important. He does not care. Mm. He doesn't care. He just wants to get the work done. So um, the thing is, is I bring my daughter to work one day and there's this story that I've made up, uh, the, the Christmas prince. And the Christmas prince is someone who spreads joy. He even gifts Santa Claus and his reindeers and Mrs. Claus to, you know, just say thank you for all the amazing things that they do for Christmas every year. But how you know he's the Christmas prince is he was kissed by a reindeer on his wrist and he has this little, this little mark. Well, I bring my daughter to work right when I am about to quit and I had it. <laughs> Evan, I am done. And uh, I loved doing this scene because I got to have like these, this moment of me just like blowing up and, you know, like just having enough. My daughter walks in she sees Evan and she sees a little birthmark on his wrist and says, oh, mommy, that's a Christmas prince. And I'm like, no, that's like, that, there's no possible way. No, no, no. And she's like, no, mommy, no, mommy. And because, you know, her father had passed away around the holidays, um, the holidays usually isn't, you know, the best time for her. That's mm -hmm. why I created this story, you know, and I see her face just light up. And being a mother, we will do anything for our children's like mm -hmm. our child's happiness. So you'll literally see the, the complexity of, you know, Shelby like, huh? no, oh, <laughs> oh God. <laughs> oh, the Christmas friends. <laughs> You're the Christmas friends. <laughs> And he has to make these, uh, he has to grant these wishes for the little boy or girl that he chooses to be um, his or hers uh, queen. And uh, so that's what it is. He, he now has to grant these, you know, a child's mind's, you know, version of wishes. And uh, it's fun to see him kind of do that. And the way I get him to do it without telling too much is that I say that I'm going to quit because I'm a great employee and people have been quitting because of his attitude i'm gonna quit if you don't do this for for me and my daughter. oh my word 
that I think one of the things I'm most excited about with this movie is this the print like what you described. The premise is so inventive, mm-hmm. it's so imaginative, and I feel like it it can capture that childlike wonder but show how adults can still like that's what I I feel from it how adults can still have that childlike wonder like I I love that that's something that I live for oh my gosh I got chills because that is pretty much what the movie you know is about you you see Evan being this Mm. Grinch and uh him seeing this wonder and and magic through this you know child's eyes who's played by Izzy Birch this girl (laughs) I'm telling you right now she is oh you're gonna fall in love she's amazing amazing yeah what was it like with the the premise being so imaginative and inventive what was that energy like on set what was it like filming how was it for you guys it was uh you know magical we had we had so much fun um I would say, you know, shooting these films are, I mean, you got three weeks to do it. Um, but I will say, we just, we had so much fun. It was joyful. Um, and seeing Izzy every day, I was just like, I just wanted to eat her up. Oh. And uh, Ronnie, I loved being a part of uh, just Ronnie's process. Ronnie takes his acting, you know, very seriously. He's a professional. And uh, I mean, for him, his character, you know, he starts off as this Grinch, but also you want to, you want the character to still be endearing. Otherwise you're not going to, you know, you're not going to watch and watch him find that balance Mm -hmm. was, it was beautiful. And I will tell you this, the shots, the, the Christmas vibe in this one Mm -hmm. is stunning. Like every, every, like I, I, I wish I could live in that Christmas kind of wonderland, like every, every day. It was, it was lovely. I I loved it. So let's say a viewer who doesn't watch Hallmark, but wants to watch this movie because of you, what would, what do you think they could take away from this movie? Because you know the hallmark, the hallmarkies, we're gonna come no matter what. So we're taking, That's we're taking so everything. I love about you guys. Yeah. Um. That's a very good question. I think what what I loved about this one is that sometimes, as adults, we can kind of get caught in the groundhog, like mundane. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. um routine um life of the holidays yeah and it is okay to allow yourself to kind of just wonder you know let your mind kind of um have a little fun um enjoy that mysterious magical creative like you were saying um aspect of this film like allow it to take you away a little bit you know for a ride but also if you're watching it for me I would say I'm always going to bring passion to it Mm. so if you want to be if if you want to be moved you know yeah big one allowing yourself in this film to fall in love because a lot of the times you know people want love 
but they're afraid to allow themselves to fall in love, to, to take mm-hmm. that risk. Um, and that's what this movie is about. That's what I loved so much about playing Shelby, you know, because you know the characters are going to fall in love. That's Hallmark. But it's 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 the push and pull of why and, and oh, I don't know. And I've been holding on. Like, my life is about my daughter, my my. Yeah my job and who oh, no 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 I don't I don't know what's happening here but I don't want it to, you know <laughs> right. um but I think that's why I love it and this is such a departure from last year's movie the Santa Stakeout which was just full-on <laughs> comedy Paul Campbell yes. fun detective yes. and yes. now you're kind of getting this like childlike dreamy magical yes. Christmas I love mm-hmm. that we're we're getting that that different vibe from you this mm-hmm. year. So, well, Miss Tamara Morgan Housley, I want to thank you so much for stopping by the home of Dear Hallmark. But before you go, I want to kind of give you this yes. space to say whatever it is you want to say. I love to have my guests just have the last word, whether it's about your Hallmark film, your memoir, just a piece of encouragement, whatever you'd like to say. I'll have you uh, have the last word here. Oh, you are so awesome, by the way. You're a great interviewer. And, um, you know, I loved your questions and you're good at this, by the way. Um, so this has been fun. I would say my main thing, and this isn't everything that I do, whether I'm a talk show host, um, at the vineyard, um, shooting a film or writing a book that is live your life. Don't just exist. Try not to get caught up in, um, you know, our worries, um, you know, just our work uh, deadlines, because life hits us fast. And uh, not only live your life, uh, you know, don't just exist, but live your life kindly. It's okay. Like, being kind actually is stronger than the, the other. It takes strength to be kind in a situation, but you never know what people are going through. So um live life kindly. Oof. Where's the offer plate? Oh my god. What's going <laughs> What's up? Aww. Thank you so That's much. That's my motto. Thank you. I so adore you, Missy. You're amazing. Uh keep on doing great. You know, like I said, I'm right there watching you. You're you're awesome. Thank keep you being so you too, because that's what makes you great. Thank you, you being you all your hair glory everything thank you so So, okay thank you so much and thank you listeners and viewers i'm dara she's tamara i'll talk to you guys in the next episode bye